One of the pleasures of being an active investor is learning how investment strategies have developed over time. It's true to say that nothing in the markets is ever new. So when I analyzed the main investment strategies recently, I found that some, which we consider to be modern inventions, like Momentum, for instance, have a history going back to the 17th century. But the most surprising thing that came out of the research was how many important insights are still relevant to investors today. So, as part of our look at the history of the great strategies, here are our five greatest investment rules from history. Growth investing is subtly different from value investing in that growth investors will happily pay large premiums for good companies if they meet other criteria like profits growth, decent management or dominant market positions. It might be a controversial statement, but I reckon it's fair to say that investors who use this strategy are wise to the fact that certain companies have natural monopolies and are happy to pay a premium. Terry Smith, who's built up a loyal following in the market, is arguably the most successful practitioner of a quality company strategy on the UK investment scene today. He's happy to invest in highly rated companies if it fits the other basic criteria of his fund Smith Investment Fund. If one runs into a temporary setback, then that makes the case more compelling. Income investing has become a real Cinderella strategy over the past decade, mainly because low interest rates make it harder and harder to buy investments with enough yield to be worth the effort. Nowadays, to generate the same income as from a cash ISA from 2008, you need to allocate nearly 70% of the same capital to higher yielding shares. Getting around this problem is difficult, but there are solutions. One is to take advantage of the natural tendency of defensive shares to outperform, mainly because the market consistently underestimates the growth of which they are still capable. Cash in profits regularly on these investments while taking the underlying dividends. And over a period of several years, you'll reduce your long-term equity exposure whilst generating a steady income in retirement. John Maynard Keynes and Benjamin Graham between them invented the concept of value investing. Their central insight was that investors will always either underreact or overreact to market news and create opportunities to buy high quality companies at a significant discount to their intrinsic worth. Now the counter argument is always that markets are basically efficient and that prices are based on all possible information. That simply isn't true. The market is made up of millions of small decisions and collectively these are capable of being completely wrong. The simple fact is that if you are prepared to buy and hold a very large position in a quality company, you will see better returns in the long run. We often think of momentum as a relatively modern phenomenon, but it goes right back to the 17th century and the Amsterdam Stock Exchange. The writer, Josef de la Vega, described it as herding, and related it to the way that investors either overbought or oversold share prices for short periods of time. What you need to be aware of though is that momentum reacts very differently depending on the market size of the company. Small cap shares will take time to react to news as this is often dismissed as mere chatter, but the price will rise as the positives sink in. 
A large cap company needs news of a much greater order of magnitude before the shares acquire momentum. But what you must be careful of here is that the effect wears off far more quickly in, case of a, in the case of a large cap, as the share price performance will return to its long-term average. Morris Schiller's views on special situations investing are worth investigating. He argued that a special situations investor knows exactly in advance how much profit there is in a particular scenario, whether it's a merger, an arbitrage, a refinancing, a capital restructuring, or a simple fundraising, and that investors should not try and milk the situation for more than it was worth. Special situations concern events that are not related to a company's underlying business, but to the complexities of its administration. It's also a strategy that many investors will access via specialist funds, as the capital needed to pursue a special situation strategy is very substantial. 